Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. Spirits with the bitches here to deliver a penis Serving a eternal sentence to the human race Doesn't matter if you did it, you're descendants of the men and women Who committed to ending the painted face You better stay away, this place is cursed Disobey and you'll be buried away in the dirt Envision your darkest nightmares, this is worse Since the clown motel Yes sir, you better stay away, this place is cursed Hear what I'm saying, we ain't playing the thirst To bring you pain is insane, it's death that they serve At the clown motel Yes sir Motel will have you stricken with fear It's best to steer clear cause they don't welcome you here I suggest you keep it in gear until it fades in the mirror Unless you're trying to have your face sliced from ear to ear Ronnie and his peers been serving tears here for years They'll skin you like a deer while they cheer, cheer and pierce And lyrics near and weird but sincere beer and spears With the name to pierce brains without their pain nearly smeared This ain't a place you wanna stay if you expect to see them more I know it's dark but don't you part, stay in your car and embark Come through the dark and get as far from this bizarre boulevard Or disregard and get discarded, caught off guard by the scars so if you Driving and you're tired, you better chug a Red Bull And keep your eyes on the prizes, here's another level Don't try to be a rebel, or else you'll meet the devil Just keep the pedal to the metal and everything'll be cool, hey You better stay away, this place is cursed Disobey and you'll be buried away in the dirt Envision your darkest nightmares, this is worse Since the clown motel Yes sir, you better stay away, this place is cursed Hear what I'm saying, we ain't playing the thirst To bring you pain is insane, it's death that they serve At the clown motel Yes sir I know, we'll do it again. I don't know what to tell you. It's a Skype thing. You're on. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Sorry, we're having some technical difficulties uh, with Skype, so we appreciate uh, everybody standing by with us, and we're going to have to redo our opening maybe later and just talk about some of those things again since we uh, got it all made. Welcome. We're back. We're going to call our guest, Eddie Deason. Go ahead, D. See what you can do. Get him going on the line. We're calling now. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Yay. Uh, What's up, chat right. room? Sorry Hello. about it. And everybody listening, here we go. Hey, Eddie. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? Good. How are you, my friend? I'm really, really good. Welcome to the show. We wanted to uh, make sure we got going. Sorry we're a little bit late. We were having some technical difficulties. But let me introduce you to everybody. So now, everybody, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and funny Eddie Deason. Hello and welcome to the show. 
thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on your show, Jimmy. Thank Happy you. Happy New me Year to everybody. There you go. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Uh, he's our cool, outrageous man about town. Say hi to Eddie. Hello, Ron. How are you? The gunshots you will hear will be my gun in my head. <laughs> killing me. Okay, very good. <laughs> because, because of today's show. We All hate right? technical difficulties. Okay. Technical difficulties up the kazoo. How are you, baby? Very good. Good talking to you, Ron. Don't worry, technical difficulties are part of our, our profession. Don't worry about it. I know, everybody. But, but, but they get to be boring after a while. <laughs> What's well, yeah, our first one? Yeah. It's our first time on the air in three weeks. So, Eddie, we have a chat room, and our chat room right now is filled with people from the U.K., Estonia, Germany, Canada, the United States, and Australia. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody. Good to talk there to the multicultural go. audience here. Yes, we are very multicultural, just like uh, you've been in multicultural movies and television shows. <laughs> That's right. So for everybody who can't picture... I did picture that in every language. I've acted yeah. that in every language, every culture. <laughs> it's so funny because your voice, like when you were in Greece, is the same as your voice. <laughs> what do you yeah, think pretty much it? so. Pretty a, much a so. It hasn't changed much since high school. I, I freaking absolutely love it. He so thinks, He thinks you're a ventriloquist. Well, that's why I, I didn't mean... get many dates in high school, but... That's okay. Uh, once you were on Greece and you worked with Michelle Pfeiffer and all these like hotties, at least I you got to like with work Michelle with Michelle Pfeiffer. I loved her. She was beautiful. Yes. At least you got you got to do that. So in case anybody doesn't know, since we're not on video, uh, Eddie Dees and you guys, anybody who's seen Greece and Greece Two definitely knows him. Um, he was he played Eugene, which is the funny character in both the films. He's hilarious. Uh, he's very much fun. You also remember him from 1941, the Steven Spielberg film. And if you listen to his voice, really like and think about like all those films, you'll actually like get who he is, and you can just see his see his face in your in your picture in your mind. <laughs> Well, you you were in Hollywood Nights, were you with Michelle Pfeiffer? I'm no. sorry. Were you in Hollywood Nights with Michelle? Hollywood Pfeiffer? Nights? No, I wasn't in that one. I, I've heard of it, but I wasn't in that one. Okay. With Michelle Pfeiffer, he was in Greece too. Right, but I thought possibly I was in Greece too with Michelle. I loved her. Yeah, I thought she was gorgeous, beyond beautiful. Wasn't uh, she mesmerizing? She was. She was kind of like. Remember, um, Cameron Diaz in The Mask, the debut. She was just mesmerizingly beautiful. You just dropped dead gorgeous. And that's well, how Michelle looked in real life. She was that beautiful. She was sculptured. That's why I brought up yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood Nights was one of her very, very first films. And she was extremely young. She had just come back from being a waitress and started getting film work. And we oh all saw her. And we all saw her in that movie. And you had to just look at that face, those cheekbones, nose, chin, smile, teeth, eyes, yeah. hair. She was breathtakingly gorgeous. You still you know, I went up to her the first day on the set. I was literally mesmerized. And literally, I just go, you're beautiful. And she said, thank you. That was the only time I ever talked to her. I was just absolutely mesmerized by her beauty. Everybody was. I mean, and she still is yeah. a beautiful woman, even now that she's way up she in is, her yes. How old is she now? About 60 in her 60s? Oh, I don't even know. I would estimate something like that, probably. Yeah, because she was younger than I. Actually, though, because in Greece 2, lots of people from Greece 2 have been on our show. So, first of all, like Ron interviewed Lorna Luft, 
Maxwell Caulfield. Lorna, I love. She was so nice. Yeah, I love. I love Lorna. Lorna loved. I mean, I I don't like the other one, the sister Liza. (laughs) No, Liza's nothing. I've never met Liza. She was on the set one day, but I never actually met her. But I saw her. Liza Minnelli needs a lot of psychiatric work. She needs to get off drugs, and she needs to look in the mirror and say she's a person. She's not an icon. Um, Whereas Lorna, Lorna is a soccer mom. She's a dreamboat. She is not affected. She's as honest as the day is long. She's a sweetie pie. I the, love the Lorna chat room saying sixty. Michelle Pfeiffer sister. So listen yeah. to this. This yeah. is some of the cast. Well, they're both very too. talented, but I see your point. So here, here. No, and you know, being Judy Garland's daughter didn't do anything for her, whereas Liza, you know, cashed in big time on it. So here's some of the sure. cast, everybody sure. though, from Grease too. Lorna Luff, Maxwell Caulfield, Dodie Goodman, Connie Stevens. She was on our show a couple weeks ago. Tab Hunter, which is a good friend oh, of Ron's. My good friend. Christopher every, McDonald. Every single one you're naming are wonderful people. I knew them all. They're all wonderful. Wasn't Tab fabulous? He was a, a gent. Tab really Hunter is one joke. of the was one of the nicest guys ever. Just a super sweet guy. And a Joe, a real guy, a down-to-earth Joe, yeah. a sweetheart. I love Christopher. Absolutely. Mc- Christopher McDonald was on our show when we were in Florida, and we were actually at his house when we were in New York. Michelle Pfeiffer. From, um, uh, what was that great movie? Oh, Thelma and Louise. Yes, he was in Thelma and Louise. Yes. He was great. Eve Arden, Dick Patterson, Sid Caesar. Like, what a great Eve cast. Eve Arden, I love from Grease 1. Yeah, so you have a lot of Grease 1 cast, too. Yes, absolutely. We've had a whole bunch of fun yeah. people on the show. We didn't have John Travolta or Olivia Newton, John or Stocker Channy, though. <laughs> but you never know. Yeah, interestingly, you know, Stocker's an interesting one. Of all the cast, he doesn't really care about the movie. To like all of us, it's a big deal. I think even John and Olivia. To Stocker, it was just another credit. It was just another film. She said, I think she saw it last year. She said it was the first time she'd seen it since it was released. It's just like not part of her world or something. Well, a lot of actors feel that some performances they give, uh, they really, you know, I have a performance I gave was good as the movie that sucked. So, you know, I never mentioned the movie, but she probably just feels that she didn't do a good job or that her character Oh my God, and she so nailed it. Did you see her in Greece? She nailed it. Of course I saw it. Her number was great. She's wonderful. She's like the mean girl. She's a quintessential mean girl. I, I'm a fan of Stockards. I've watched her career for the years. She was very good in Six Degrees of Separation. So many pieces she's done well. I think she's just kind of like, that's her personality. I don't know her. I've never met her. But uh, I think that might be just her personality. Because I know uh, a lot of uh, movie people, uh, they, do it, they do it for the money. They, it's like going to work. They go to work, they get paid, yeah. and they, they forget it. They're not, they're not interested maybe in it. Maybe so, maybe so. Jane Russell was one, and she was my best friend, so I know everything about her. We talked, like, incessantly as, as brother and sister. And Jane said, oh, Hollywood, all that crap and all that bullshit I had to go through. She said, ugh. I went and I did my job, and I went home. I went back to the, she said, go back to the ranch. <laughs> so there's a lot of, Robert Mitchum, yeah. Robert Mitchum was the same way. Robert Mitchum hated the business. He hated right. the business. He just did it because it of the money. It was job. Yeah, it was a oh job. Oh, my God. If, if you don't enjoy it, how do they do it? How did they well, manage to do such great performances? Well, how many people have great jobs that they hate? I mean, they not, you know, there's no... Ex- yeah, think about it. If you're in yeah, an I office... Yeah, I guess so. Maybe executive. they're like craftsmen. I mean, I've had off days. I've had days where I felt bad, and I feel like, oh, I'm a craftsman. You know, I'll do a voiceover, or I'll do a day's work, you know, and you just you don't feel good, but you're kind of like a craftsman. You do your job. But usually I don't feel that way. Usually I enjoy it. They're the greatest people in the world. You meet these nice, wonderful people. You get to entertain these people on screen. It's a joy. 
Well, I think age has a lot to do with it. When I was 19 years old, I made my first movie with Tab Hunter and Sophia Loren. And I was on cloud nine for maybe 25 years. I mean, I never got over it. I, Oh, my God, it was the most exciting oh thing. Oh, my God. Sophia Loren, the most beautiful woman in the world. What was she like? Sophia was very hard to get to her because her English was very poor in those days. And um, mm -hmm. I was able to sneak around the set, and I sat next to her in George Sanders' director chair. And I started speaking Italian to her. And someone came over to me, and they said, oh, please leave Miss Loren alone. And I said, in Italian, do you want me to go away? They want me to go away. And she looked at him. She said, no, let him stay here. And I stayed Interesting. there. Interesting. Very cool. <laughs> and we talked, and she talked. She asked me questions about America, my life, and, and she was very lovely. Um, was she as beautiful in real, in real life as in movies? Um, she was full of flaws. Her hands were the ugliest hands. Her fingernails were not done. No beautiful. way. Yeah, she didn't have fingernails. They were filed down to like nothing with clear polish, which I thought was odd. Uh, her lips were cracked. Her nose was hooked. Her eyes were beady and almond. And you still told me you thought she's like the most beautiful. Oh, she was woman. breathtaking. <laughs> oh, no, no. When she came on the set in the morning, they didn't have limos in those days. They had stretch Cadillacs. So she, they parked the caddy. We were shooting in Long Beach Railroad Station. It was supposed to be Miami, uh, or yeah, Miami, I believe. And uh, the the limo, the, the limo, the caddy went right up to the gate. And she got out in a trench coat with a babachka on her head and big sunglasses. And I thought, who the hell is that? That's Sophia Loren. She looked like a truck driver. Big, big woman with oh big shoulders. Oh, my God. Big ass in the trench. all my illusions. No, but wait, a big ass in the trench coat. And then they said, yeah, that's Sophia Loren. Well, about three hours later, when she came out of hair and makeup, I fainted. I couldn't believe it. I thought, oh, my God, this woman is the most breathtaking woman I've ever seen in my life at that point. She was yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Well, we get to see, you know, if you're married to the beautiful women, you get to see that. But we see these beautiful acts, and we see them before they go to makeup. And you see, yeah, yeah, there is a metamorphosis they go through, definitely. And by the way, every actress is that way. They look very different in the morning than before they get made up. I must, <laughs> but I must tell you something. Jane Russell, no. Jane Russell wore very little makeup. She wore false eye because I made her up. She wore false eyelashes, eyeliner, and lipstick, and some blush. Hmm. Her beauty mark was there because it was a real beauty mark. Her eyebrows were thick and full, so she, so Jane Russell, she swam in my pool without makeup. You could still see she was Jane Russell, not as glamorous. She was of course. still beautiful. Yeah, still, nice oh yeah, she had beautiful. Did you talk about Marilyn Monroe? Yes, we spoke about Marilyn Monroe a lot. What did she say? Oh, a lot of things, but I'm going to put them in my book, and I don't want to blow them now. <laughs> and, and oh, things, okay, things, okay. Well, let me know about your book. I want to read it. Well, Take me a signed first edition. There you some, go. Some of the things that Marilyn was about, uh, I don't know if I really, like Jane Russell said she, she smelled a lot. Um, I don't think no I way. Think I wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane, Marilyn was not a great bather, I understand. She wasn't one for deodorant or anything, and they were doing the... Uh, the Little Rock number. We're just two little girls from Little Rock, and they did six mm -hmm. weeks of rehearsal. And uh, they rehearsed eight, seven, ten, twelve hours a day, whatever. And Marilyn would perspire a lot. 
but that's okay because, you know, you're working. But then the next day she'd come to work, probably not have showered. And Oh, my God. And it was early, you know, early. And also Jane said that she had trouble with Marilyn. Uh, Marilyn would pull that bullshit where she'd sit in her dressing room for two hours, washing her makeup off, putting it back on, washing it off, putting it on, crying, screaming, carrying on. She's ugly. She's old. She's this. She's that. You're like a nut. So Jane oh said, God, I went she was all of 27, wasn't she? Yeah, well, she, yeah, but she, she, she was 26, actually. And Jane said she went over, she knocked on the dressing room door and said, okay, Blondie, move it. We have a movie to make. You've got 10 minutes to get on that set. And she would say, yeah. oh, okay, oh, yes, yes, Jane. Oh, she was afraid of Jane. Jane was a big broad. Tough, tough so, uh, here's, so here's the thing I like to do. I'm going to do a little bragging for you, and then I, I heard about a story, and I want you to tell us about it. Um, sure. But first of all, you guys, so some, uh, some of the fabulous people that uh, – that uh, Eddie has, has been fortunate to work with in his career. And I bring up Nancy Allen because I'm a big Nancy Allen fan. And Christine DeBell because she's been on doll. our show. Whatever happened to Nancy Allen? She, I, she's going to be coming on the show soon, I think. Oh, she I'm will. trying to. She may be retired. No, I'm not sure. She may be retired. I don't know. She's fabulous. She's on Twitter. You guys can follow her on Twitter. But here's some of the well, other I people. Remember that her, too. I, I remember Nancy Allen and Dress to Kill. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Here's some yeah. other. So so you so uh, I just called I just called you Eugene. That's so funny, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie I get was that young. all the time. Olivia <laughs> Newton John called me Eugene, so don't feel bad. Right, so besides right. all the people that we've already mentioned, uh, Eddie's also worked with John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, Treat Williams, who I love, uh, Ned Beatty, Christopher Lee, Tim Matheson, who I met in Florida, Robert Stack, John Candy, Michael McKean, Patty Lapone, uh, which in a Steven Spielberg movie, he worked with Shirley Knight and Jimmy McNichol. I have to bring up Jimmy McNichol because Christy, Christy McNichol was my biggest crush when I was like little, and I loved all the stuff her brother now, was Now, what in. did you think of Christopher Lee? I knew Christopher Lee, okay? Christopher Lee was a wonderful gentleman. He was the consummate gentleman. I did three movies with him. He's one of the kindest men I ever met. Really? I guess I met the, yeah. I, I met him in an off night. <laughs> well, he okay. wasn't in a vampire well, movie Well, he was my him. friend. He was a wonderful guy to me. Well, I met him at a cocktail party at uh, this house in Beverly Hills, friends of ours. And he was there with his wife. And it was the first time I met him. And I was talking to him and I said, you know, Christopher, I, I think that you did a brilliant job with Dracula. Nobody could do what you did after Bela Lugosi, you know, tagged it and made it his. And then you took it away from him. And he looked at me with that accent and he said, I have done more than Dracula. <laughs> and I do Oh, my God. Wait, and I, do, and I do not appreciate being recognized only as Dracula. Which, oh Eddie, what God. films How were you, you in? Like wait a minute, wait a minute. So with my humor and my New York mouth, I turned around and I said, well, you know, that's better than being a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at me. Now, I didn't know that he was ACDC. He was a swinger. He went guys as well as girls. I found that out oh, after. I didn't know that. Yeah, and his wife oh. used to like his wife used to like to watch. So you know, I mean, this Hollywood is so perverted; it's disgraceful. Hang on, though, you guys interrupted, mm -hmm. and I didn't get to finish. So he's also worked with David Naughton, Michael J. Fox, Deborah Klinger. Um, I went through those ones. Scott Bayo, Willie Ames, Matthew Broderick, Ali Sheedy, John Wood, Dabney Coleman, James Tolkien, who's been on our show, Michael Madsen, Leslie Nielsen, Charles Lee, Charles Durning, Marsha Gay Harden, Barry Bostwick, Andy Griffith, Nicolette Sheridan. I mean, there's a millions more, but. But uh, so number one, you've had a great stellar career. Number two, uh, and in case anybody who has kids or watches cartoons, they probably don't know that you're like have voiced all kinds of voiceover work for like SpongeBob and Scooby Doo, 
the Polar Express, yeah, the Transformers, the Polar over Christmas. Kim Possible, I was in the Polar Mighty Ducks. It was a good movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Tom Hanks movie. And uh, Leslie Tom Nielsen, Hanks, one of the nicest guys ever. Wonderful guy. Oh, that's cool. That, that's what everybody says. Leslie Nielsen lived in Florida and at the end of his life, and uh, he used to be seen around town a lot. And all the guys would think he was the sexiest man at, at almost 80. And um, they said he was a very sweet guy. I never met him, but I admired his work. He was an interesting yeah, comic. He, he, interesting he had comedian. an amazing career in that he did all those drama roles, and then he became one of the biggest comedians, the biggest comic actors. There's but never been really a career like his where he switched over. Woody yeah. Allen is kind of the opposite. Woody Allen started comedy, then he got into heavy drama. Right. But, but Leslie had a... Um, a way about his humor that was almost an innocence. He never delivered a line where you thought it was a line. You thought it was his innocence, his vulnerability. And that's what I liked mm -hmm. about his work. But so I you, never met him. Yeah. I wanted to. So some of Eddie's films, you guys, that you will recognize, besides Grease and Grease 2 in 1941, um, I Want to Hold Your Hand, Zapped, War Games, which for me is like probably my, actually my favorite one out of all of them. Spy Hard, the which is hilarious. Nerd. I was the first computer nerd, that's you know. Right. You're the first computer nerd, and it's so funny because you kind of made a living out of being a nerd, and what a great career you've had. I mean, how much fun is that? Absolutely. I, w I was kind of that way anyway, so it was good to make money doing it. Absolutely. So I heard a story, um, and I don't know, I think maybe it was when you were working with uh, on 1941 um, mm -hmm. that, you went, that you went to a, a certain club in New York City with Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg. Can you tell us about it? True story. True story. It was... Um, what was that club called? Oh, yeah, yeah, Plato's yeah, okay. Retreat. So we did a day's filming of I Want to Hold Your Hand. So then I'm in my room. It's like 1 or 2 in the morning. I'm asleep, you know. Get a call. Bob Zemeckis on the phone. Eddie, you got to come to this place. What? I'm tired. I'm asleep. Eddie, you got to come down. You got to come to this club. You got to come downtown. All right, whatever. He said, I'll pay for the cab. So hang on. Let me get a drink of water. Hang on. <laughs> but Plato's Retreat. Wait, wait, wait. Let the owner, the, the owner was from Brooklyn. Excuse me, I was lying. I'm lying down. Hang on, let me get a drink of water. Okay, let him, let him, uh, let him tell you the story though first before, because people don't know what that is, and that's gonna. I don't want you to kill the story. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Here I am. I'm back. All right. Okay, so I'm out of bed. Bob Zemeck says, "Take a cab down downtown." Okay, so I take a cab downtown to this club. Bob paid the fare. Steven Spielberg and Bob Zemeck are at a table, so I sit down at a table with them and all. We order drinks and all. This club is called Plato's Retreat. There's these three floors of couples screwing there around us. It was surreal. You're surrounded by couples having sex on the first, second, and third floor. We're sitting on the first floor, and we're looking up having this. I'm sitting there with Spielberg and Zemeckis while this is happening. I swear to God, it was the most surreal night of my life. And, and so you, did they know what it was when they went to it? Yes. Well, I can imagine. I, w I would think so, or they wouldn't have gone. I don't know. But they were in the middle of this club, and I joined them at the table. We sat and we kibitzed, you know, and we watched the couples. Basically having sex right there. He's gone. Yeah. No, he's, no, he's he's there. This there. is, you know, pre-AIDS. It was the pre-AIDS era. This right. is like 1977. Right. But there were hundreds of couples having sex, and we're watching it. Live. Well, one, of, one of the owners was a 300-pound Italian guy from Brooklyn, and he was a wise guy, and we knew him. And he invited us all to go there one night, and it was girls and guys, and most of the, the I shouldn't even talk about this, I'll probably be killed tomorrow, but most of the women were um, wives of wise guys. This was all my Brooklyn friends that I knew for years, and we all oh, went in. That real, yeah, that, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was mafia-owned, Plato's. And we, mm. went, we went in, and... Um, one of the guys had to go to the men's room. 
So they sent their body their their bodyguards in to empty the men's room out of all the people because there were gay guys in there, you know, working the bathrooms too. So the, the bodyguards stood outside while all these macho gangster guys went in to use the, the men's room. But they didn't stop to not look at the women and, and all the sex that was going on. And all the wives were shocked and they were saying, this is disgusting. I'm leaving. I'm going. Charlie, let's go home. It's disgusting. Meanwhile, they were looking with one eye. But it was mm -hmm. a, it we was had that in Florida too. I'm from Florida, so Plato's Retreat in the in the 2000s was a big deal in Florida. And I think I think the police shut yeah, it down. Yeah, it wasn't so much disgusting as it was surreal. It was like you're looking at something surreal. It's like it was like the Greek, you know, the the Roman circuses, the you know, the bread and circuses, well, like in Caligula, anything like oh. this in civilized <laughs> society. From a but I guess AIDS probably killed it off. I think the AIDS era probably killed off clubs like that. Well, also they didn't make money. Um, uh, Heterosexual. Well, didn't all the people pay money to do that, or what they yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah they but to... you know what? Things have uh, trends. It was trendy, then it became boring, then it became like a it becomes a, a broken again. down dump. You know, it was then it became run down. That's what happens. They 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 buy things, they invent them, they milk them. They make the they... women pay to go. the men to pay to go to those things, and they let the women in right without having a, to pay. But from a heterosexual yeah. from, from a heterosexual viewpoint which I assume you are, it's shocking. But from a gay viewpoint, yeah. it's not. Because if you saw Bette Midler and Barry Manilow down in Greenwich Village in the uh, bathhouse, that shit was going on 30 years before Plato's. <laughs> I mean, you had to see... You had to see what I saw in that place. My friend Tommy took me, and I'd never been. And there was a bathtub with some naked guy in it and about seven guys standing around urinating on him. I saw that, and I oh, said, I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. I said, I'm out of here. All right. And he said, oh, stop yeah. it. Stop it. You're such a prude. I said, no, I'm out of mm. here. This is not my thing. And I left. Yeah, that's that my I also heard I that mean, you that's my farthest story I've ever gone. It just was, it was so weird for me. I've never, ever seen a place like that. Well, they I don't know if Stephen and Bob knew about it. You have to ask them. I don't know. Get them on the show and ask them. I also, uh, <laughs> well, I also heard that you threw up in Steven Spielberg's toilet. Yes, true story. I was, we were filming 1941, and the whole movie, I'm on a Ferris wheel, you know, with Murray Hamilton. I'm a ventriloquist on the Ferris wheel. So Stephen was whipping us around real fast one day on the wheel, real sick, and I have bad motion sickness. So I said, please stop. He stopped the Ferris wheel. I get off. I go, I'm really sick. I'm nauseous. Stephen goes, go down in my dressing room, lie down on the cot. So his secretary took me, I laid down in his bed. I was feeling real woozy. I crawled over on my hands and knees. I went to the bathroom and I threw up in the toilet. I just <laughs> threw up all, the whole way. Then it made significant to me. I go, I just threw up in Steven Spielberg's toilet. It was one of the highlights of my career. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, I think it's super cool. So, so well, how about that crazy broad years ago that Elvis Presley did a dump in some toilet somewhere and she waited oh and she God. ran and there was a little bit of dump left that didn't go down the toilet and she took it and put it in the glass thing and, and then it went, it, it was sold it on eBay for how much money? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who knew if it was really Elvis Presley? How could Presley's? they prove something like that? Could they That's, prove it with DNA? I don't know. I don't Isn't that know, terrible? But, but she sold it on eBay. It's a true story. Uh, as Elvis Presley, it probably wasn't turd. eBay. It was something else, though, probably because eBay no, probably wasn't around back then. It was his turd. I know. Oh no, I believe that. <laughs> no, she swore by. Isn't it. that terrible, though? Like what people will do to make money today? I mean, who gives a shit about? Oh Elvis my god! Presley? I wonder how did they prove it, though? 
They must have had DNA proof or something. Because uh, anybody no, could do that. I don't. I, I know. know. Yeah, anybody could. T- yeah. Anybody. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what a conversation. I, I never really, I never really <laughs> followed the story. I was not a fan of Elvis Presley. Yeah, I'm not that much either. All right, so Eddie, let's say, let's say, let's let's do some like suppose. I mean, you already worked with so many like esteemed people and everything. Let's do a like uh, a bucket list. Like if you could make a, if you could have been in any film that's ever been made that you weren't in, who would, uh, what film would you have liked to been in? And then who's like a, a starring male and female co-star that you haven't worked with that you think would be great to work with? What a great question. In history, my favorite movie is The Hard Day's Night with the Beatles, so I'm going to pick that. Okay. That's my favorite movie, and I would love to have been. I would love to have been had a one-line cameo in that movie to have met the Beatles. I'm the world's biggest Beatles fan, so that would there be the go. answer to that. Uh, okay. Who I then... haven't done a film with nowadays would be probably Woody Allen. I'd love to work with Woody Allen. I would an honor. Or although I'd probably never do it, but I could do comic relief. I love Clint Eastwood, and you know they're two of the real legends. That their careers are so unparalleled. So those would be the two. What about a female? A female interest. As far as history, well, my favorite female fantasy girl is Barbara Eden. So I oh, definitely wow. I agree Barbara with Jeannie would have been her. And then also funny. the fantasy in the early, my biggest early crush was Dawn Wells, Gilligan's Island. I met her. She's a doll. Tina Louise, the Gil- you know, this is the Gilligan's Island days 50 years ago. But yeah, I, it was I, I my knew, favorite knew, female fantasies. I, I knew Tina. Yeah, she, I did Tina was, Tina was going out. What was she friend. like? I've heard all kinds of stories about her. Well, I... I don't know if I should tell this no, story. No, don't tell if it's bad. It's not bad. Okay. It, well, Lee Winkler, who is the uh, president of Global uh, Enterprises, which is the number one uh, business management in Beverly Hills. Back he had, then. Back then, he had Burt Reynolds. He had everybody. And Tina Louise was dating one of our friends, and she was up at Lee and Perry Winkler's house up in Truesdale Estates, and people were doing cocaine. And uh, obviously she got something, I don't know what, I'm not going to say. And she passed out and hit the table and fell on the floor. So how cold-hearted these guys were. They picked her up, they called a cab, and they threw her in the cab and sent her home. And I thought that was horrible. I mean, somebody should have accompanied her. It is her. terrible. You know, but it Tina is Lu- terrible. She, she, she does, she's more important than that. She's an important lady. Well, she really wasn't behaving like that because she was crying and carrying on over this guy that she liked who had dumped her. He was at the house also, and they must have had a fight. I don't really remember what it was exactly, but um, did I know her? Uh, the, the little bit that I know of her, she was very, very whiny at the time and very, very unhappy, so I can't give you a honest um, I met her in her older life. Uh, in her older oh, life, this is when she was really young. Yeah, yeah. I met her in her mm-hmm. older life, and she was very, very, very nice. Um, mm-hmm. I I used to have one of those companies that books people at conventions for autograph signings, and she was one of the people right. that I that I booked, and she was very, very, very nice. Um, uh, she's, I mean, she's she was just great. She was great. Now, did oh, she God. hate the? I, I've heard so much that she hated Gilligan's Island. She looked down on it. Did she mind that when all the fans, all the fans, must have been asking her about Gilligan's Island? Um, no, I, I didn't go with her to the the different events, but I would imagine not. I mean, because that's really what she was known for, and that's why people are paying yeah, her all that's the, what she's known the autograph. For. So, so I'm sure yeah, she. And she was she, great she, on the show, but she just she doesn't like it. I love Gilligan's Island, actually. Gilligan's Island was my favorite show when I was a kid. I loved it. I well, still love it. That, that's the key word, kid. And I think my opinion is that she felt that it was a kid show and that she was too sexy and too glamorous and too beautiful to be wasted on a kid show. Uh, she probably wanted to be like a Bond girl or something like that or a better role. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I never talked to her about it, but uh, the little that I know in talking to her, 
was that she was a very, very um, frightened, not frightened, a very insecure girl. Very, and I knew her when she was in her like maybe late twenties. She was very, very frightened. I think that's the way a lot of the really good-looking people are. No, she was insecure. Yeah, maybe so. When she spoke, there was a quiver in her voice. You know, I've never been worried about it because I'm not like really good-looking. So, like, I don't know those things bother me. Well, listen, it's not all cracked up to be. Let me tell you. I believe it. Actually, Ron, oh, see, you can't see us, but out of the two of us, Ron is the really good-looking one. and uh, That's so not fair. And, uh, well, he can't oh, see okay. us anyway. So that way it's he knows. true, but it's not It's true. <laughs> no, it's true, Ron. He's, Eddie, if I tell you, like, it doesn't matter where we go. Uh, first of all, like, I don't know, uh, Ron's a little bit older uh, than I am, and uh, he's 78, and he looks like he's about 55, and 50, 50. And, every, and everywhere we go, Eddie, he gets hit on. For men and women, it doesn't matter where we go. Straight events, gay events, everywhere we go, he gets hit on. That's because I Interesting. resent. I Must resent, be nice. He no, looks like Tony Curtis. Who I love and adore and worship and I love treasure. Tony Curtis. Oh, do you know him also? I just know I saw him once at a poker club. That's the only time. What was uh, he like? Because he's one oh, of my heroes. I love, oh, I love my, the Defiant ones. Some oh, like it God. hot. Oh, my God. Tony Curtis, when you're in his company, you don't know what's going to come out of that mouth. He is so unfiltered. He don't give a shit. He curses. He says what he wants. He is absolute. He was the bet. My daughter and I love him. Out of all the people I've interviewed, male, even more than Tab Hunter, Tony Curtis was my best interview. I asked him, mm-hmm. I said, are you gay? He said, no, I'm not gay. I just have sex with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he 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 talked about he talked about the women Marilyn Monroe that he was banging and what was going on with Marilyn and this he didn't give a shit about anything. He just told it like it is. He was a real Bronx Jew, uh, terrific, fabulous guy. And yeah, his I loved books. It. His books were wonderful reads. His books were really had lo- great stories in them. I have nothing bad to say about Tony. And I and the, the sad story about him is, I said, Tony, I want you to come on our show. This is the show with Jimmy and I. And he said, fine. He said, you know what, Ron? Why don't you come to Las Vegas to my house and you could photograph some of my art and then we'll do the show from my house. I said, that sounds wonderful. So we were ready to do it. And he went to England for, to his book signing and he died. So I was really oh, lost. So for, uh, I was lost for words because he was picking us up on the way back through Palm Springs to Vegas, and you know oh, I we just lost Carol Channing, who I knew, Jane Russell, my best friend, Tab Hunter. I mean, all all of legendary Hollywood is going, and it's so sad for me because I go to events with Jimmy and I say, "Who's this one? Who's that one?" He said, "Oh, she's big. She's a fabulous movie star." I said, "Who is she? I never saw her." So I don't know who they are yeah. today. My legend. No, same here. There's very few legends up. We've talked about most of them. We talked well, you about work, Sophia you Loren, with... Woody Allen, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Burt Reynolds you... was one of the last. Burt, I knew very well. I mean, of course, that was Lee Winkler's. What was Burt like? Oh, Bert was, what was Bert like? How many things do you want? Oh, Bert. He was fabulous. Bert was outrageous. Bert was a wise guy with a fabulous sense of humor. He could deliver yes, he was, one. He had a genuine wit. He was a genuinely one, funny one-liners, guy. One-liners that knocked you on your ass. No comebacks. In other words, you couldn't come back with him. He was handsome. He was sexy. He was charming. He was 
on. He loved himself. He, he had a great respect for what he looked like. And he was fun. He was a lot of fun. And he was a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. I knew Bert really well. I was in Bert's company because of Lee and Perry, my dearest friends, a lot. Uh, Bert would come up to the house on Sunday at Truesdale Estates, and we'd all have uh, bagels and locks and, and you know, Sunday uh, brunch with the Winklers. Mm -hmm. And there would always be other celebrities invited up. But Actually, Eddie, where do you live? Do you live in L.A.? I just got back to LA. I was, I was, uh, I don't want to get too into it, but I was very sick for three years. I had to be with my family, but I just came back to LA. I'm all okay. better. And now I'm back living in LA. I've only been back Good. here for a week. I was here Good. for 40 years and I had to go to Maryland. Now I was back here. I will. I'm so welcome back. I'm Wait happy that second. you're well. Wait, 40, how old are you? You sound like a boy. I am 61. I did oh, Greece when I was 20. That many years ago, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had our 40th anniversary last year. Time do fly. You sound like a boy. Your voice is so young and your energy is so high. Good for you. And I'm oh, glad thank you, you so much. Whatever. I'm glad you beat whatever it is because you're a nice guy. Good for I like you. It. Thank anyway, you. Yeah, I thought I was. I thought I was a goner, but I did beat it. But thank you so much. Thanks, Ron. Good. And you know all the legends I know. You see, and I feel so sorry. Jimmy has all this crew of young people like Sadie Katz and Caroline Williams. They're all up and coming starlets. And when we talk. I said, you know, I don't want to sound like an old bag because I am, but I'm so sorry you people are not having Hollywood that I knew. And they all said to me, oh, we wish. We wish that we had the yeah. studio system. We wish we were the glamorous like the stars of your day. Sure. I said, you had no idea what Hollywood, Hollywood was magic. Today, it's garbage. You know, I hate to say yeah. it. Today, it's not magic anymore. You go to movies, it's all horrible shit on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, Actually, though, nothing is much though. Too much like CGI. Like, Every other film is CGI now. Ron you know, hates you want that. To be real, I, hate that I saw the Clint Eastwood movie, and I, I was so grateful to see a real movie. You see a Woody a Allen movie, it's a real movie. I don't, yes. you know, CGI okay occasionally, but it's like every other film now is CGI and special effects. Yeah, and how about Clint's performance? A real the actor Mule, that was working. a great movie. I mean, I was enjoying an he actor was great. working. He was magnificent. Wonderful. Great fabulous, performance. I love the movie. I loved it also, and I just sat there saying, oh, how nice it is to see someone working, acting, performing, and it's not some kind of a thing flying from the sky with a bomb and a bullet or a grasshopper. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was a real story. I have to That's tell you, I though, I, I agree, except for that I'm a big superhero fan, and I'm a big Fast and Furious fan. So those two franchises... Okay. Okay, I like Jimmy, I like a you lot. You know what? They want, I enjoy them too, but I don't always want to go to the movies and see no dialogue. Oh, no, I no, agree. No story. Three D. Everything three D. It was it was exciting at first, but I don't want to see everything in three D. No, we I saw, don't. Want, I don't want to see everything that's not. What real. What was that movie we saw? The Queen. Uh, the movie about like the lady whose husband like she really wrote all the books, but but he got all the credit. Anyway, oh, we saw a lot of the wife. The that wife. was a wonderful yeah. movie. It's Glenn, yes. it's Glenn Close. Does she should win, win an Oscar for that. She was yeah, so good. She, Glenn Close did, should win an Oscar. Oh, absolutely. Did you see her eyes? She had no dialogue. Oh, she had, magnificent. She had two two-inch close-ups, and her eyes told <laughs> me the entire story of what she was feeling, what she thought, and what she was going to do. She was yeah. brilliant. That was called it's totally acting. real Jeanne. At first, that you see in the movie, you go, oh, my God, she's jealous. It's the green-eyed monster. And then you realize what the real uh -oh. story is. It, it was brilliant direction. The, the guy who played her husband was so good, too. They were both great. 
very good. And the we sh- and there's so many good shows like you can stream on Netflix that have good stories. There's like the marvelous Miss Maisel we loved, yeah, and the Kaminsky method or whatever it's called, Kaminsky or whatever the Michael Douglas Michael one, Michael du- Douglas show. And uh, and what's the other one I like? So oh, Frankie and Grace, or yeah, Grace and Fra- Frank. Frankie and Grace. Um, like all dialogue-driven, you know, story sh- things without yeah, any CGI. that's what I love. Those are the great movies. Without any CGI well, at I all. have to say something about the films that I do now, the horror films, okay? You know why mm-hmm. I enjoy doing them? The stories stink, all right? Mm-hmm. The direction, there is none. I mean, and the photography looks like an 8mm homemade. But they're honest. And I'm able to do lines, and I'm able to act. And I think it's so much fun to do them. Because if I were in real big Hollywood, you know, Oscar Hollywood, they put me as an old man cursing and then CGI me all and make me young and handsome and a Superman. <laughs> yeah, at least in the horror movies. I know exactly what you mean. I totally appreciate what you're saying. I, when I do a horror movie, I'm me. Like I'm doing one now. We're shooting it in a couple of weeks. It's called um, the Amityville house and what amity build some shit and (laughs) amity build like three thousand and i play a bartender who hides the secret of what's going on in the house and you know it's it's not big it's not important but it's work and i enjoy it i wouldn't want to understand i wouldn't want to be in a cgi film where i'm a guest for two minutes i see too on your imdb you're in development to be in a film called it's good to be a gangster that sounds fun. Oh, is that right? Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> it says it's in development, so who knows. But I, I, I think that yeah. your IMDb is super impressive. Um, I know you don't really do social media. Do you have, like, a fan page on Facebook or anything? I'm on Facebook, yes. You can definitely – you can always reach me on Facebook. If you, I'm at the limit of friends, so I can't have any more friends, unfortunately. But you can always PM me. I always answer all my PMs. Okay. I love Facebook. I'm an addict. I was wrong. I was on I'm there on, right before you called. As soon as we hang up, I'm going to go back on. <laughs> I love on, Facebook. I love my friends. I'm on every day, and I talk about all my things, my celebrities, and what's going on in Palm Springs. And I keep everybody abreast of what's going on in the world of, not the world of Trump. I never discuss him. Uh, I don't discuss anything. No, I don't like to get into we politics. Do politics. We don't enemies. do politics. We do we're a divided nation, and I don't like that stuff. Me neither. I invite. Everybody. I like my page. I like people to come and enjoy themselves. I like to give them laughs. I like to. I tell them trivia. That's I do me. reviews, movie reviews, right. stuff like that. Well, you would love my page because I'll probably talk about you tomorrow, <laughs> and I talk about what's going on in the world that I knew, and I have millions right. of followers that say, "Ron, I love your stories. We love hearing about this place you went and that," because my day was a glamorous day. Today, yeah. They go to neighborhood bars. You meet these movie stars in neighborhood bars, and they're in jeans with a beard, and they don't even comb their hair. My day, everybody was dolled up and glamorous and movie stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People do interviews. I I go around, I do Q&As with movies, and they want to know about them. And I I couldn't believe it. I asked my sister. I said, why do they get this big applause? I just told her. She said they want to hear these stories. They want to hear about Tom Hanks, Spielberg. They want to hear that they're really human. Absolutely. I had somebody in Palm Springs who, who we know. Uh, she said, you know, she comes from famous people, uh, actors. And she said, you know, Ron, you name drop. I said, excuse me, that's my business. I'm an interviewer. Yeah. If I don't name drop, what yeah. am I going to do? Talk about Joe the Plumber down the block? Who gives a shit about right. Joe the Plumber? <laughs> 
all right? But if I talk about Burt Reynolds, everybody's listening. I said, you have to sure. drop names when you're in my business. I don't just walk in and say, hi, I'm Ron Russell, and I know Marilyn Monroe, and I know Jane Russell, and I know Sophia. I can't do that. That's bullshit. When I talk about somebody, like I'm going to talk about you tomorrow, I'm going to say, you know, he stinks. He was a crappy interviewer. I hate his guts. <laughs> And nobody mm-hmm. should go to his Facebook page or ever go see his movie ever. <laughs> now you know right. that you know that's not true. <laughs> no, again, I, know. I think I think you're great. I really like you a lot. You have to come well, out thank to you Palm so much. Springs. Do you ever come to Palm Springs? I've been there only one time, Ron, and we went there one time, and I, I did like it. It was very hot, but I liked it. Well, now it's not. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of cold now. You have to come to Palm Springs. Cooler, and yeah. you're co- and recuperate. Go by the pool and get some sun, and we'll feed you well. We get we get okay, invited to a lot. My pleasure. We get invited to a lot of stuff in uh, in um, uh, in L.A. So, like, if any cool events come up, and like we can get you invited, then we can meet you. You can we'll see if we can get you invited to some fun stuff. Right, because we go to okay, all the red carpets and stuff. Um, so everybody and also, and they're always looking for actors. You know, do you know anybody that you can bring us? We want more. We want more. They're greedy. They want as many actors, famous names as they can at all the red carpets. <laughs> Right. That's true. Yeah. You gotta love it. So we also want to give a shout out to Steve Joyner, who introduced me to you uh, to come on the show. Uh, he's a great guy. So Steve, hello, and thank you Steve very much. A great for, guy. Yeah. Hi, Stevie. And thanks for introducing us to Eddie. And Eddie, we wish you all the luck and everything you've got going on. So glad you're back in LA and everything is good for you. We want to thank you for coming on the show, and I'm sure we're going to meet you soon. And Eddie, thank best you, of Jimmy. Thank you, Ron. Continued success to both of you. And it was Thank a pleasure you so being much. on your show. Have a great Thanks. year. So you too. Bye bye. You. you were delighted. Okay. See you guys later. Bye bye, baby. How awesome was that? What a nice fella. And I'm happy that whatever he had, he got rid of. Absolutely. What a nice guy he is. There's a lot of nice people. So lots of people office. joined us in the chat room, too. What's up? Uh, Pat Grant from Canada was in there. I saw Sharon Leah. I don't know if she's still there. Was in the chat room. So was um, B came in the chat room. And I saw who's the other person who came? Oh, Goddess. Mm-hmm. It was definitely Goddess for sure this time. <laughs> Goddess, what's up? Say hi to Goddess. I just, I messaged her yesterday. We had a big thing. Okay, good. She and I, because she couldn't believe what happened to Chad. She, I don't know where the hell she was, what planet. And she messaged me. She said, is it true? And I messaged back, yes, it is. And she said, what happened? And I said, well, you know, he just wasn't well. She said, well, what was wrong with him? I said, I don't know, high blood pressure. She says, love you. And so did she. And Leah said, thanks. I mean, I know that. Chad was a diabetic, and sometimes diabetes can hurt you. Absolutely. So you have to be careful about diabetes and take your meds and eat correctly. Otherwise, you can be uh, very, very, you know, organs shut down, and that's the end. So, so let's just do a test real quick. Hey, D, can you hear us, and can you say something, and will we hear you? Can you hear me? If I don't hear me? anything in a second, I'll know it's not working. Can you? <laughs> okay, I guess not. Can you not hear me? So No, we're on the air, but she oh. can't talk to us. So can we're you going hear to me? be... Um, Calling another guest, but not for about eight or ten minutes. Let's do a little quick commercial. Can we want to let everybody know that they can hear us weekly. Can you uh, hear me? W4. Oh, there she goes, maybe. Hey, okay, can you hear me now? Is she there? Was that D? Yes, it was. You guys can't still right. hear me. Oh, it comes in and out. I love your voice. We have to get you to talk more once we figure out why you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to talk more. I'm really upset that I can't. you guys can't hear me. Now ah! I can hear no, you, we, though. Isn't that we, nice? We, now we, we can hear we you. We can hear you. Okay, I'm, so I'm, maybe I just got to talk. I'm, I'm just trying to send up a message to Chad to say hi to everybody. There you go. So, well, imagine, sure imagine if Chad came in now and said, hello, everybody. Hi, Wouldn't everybody. That freak us all out. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so happy. Hi, so, everybody. So, do you live in Florida? I do live in Florida. 
Uh, where in Florida do you live? Um, I live in the Wellington area. Oh, Hi, everybody. Okay. Oh, you're living Have we ever met you? No, unfortunately. I don't know. Oh, so you cut you guys, in and out. So I hear, the, I hear the beginning of it, and we, I don't we, hear the Okay. Can we you guys hear Boca. me now? Yeah, we lived in Boca and... and Boca, darling. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I love it. Anyway. Boca Raton, No, you guys darling. haven't met me yet. Um, we're glad that everybody got Hi, to hear you a little bit in there. So that's, like, really good. And everybody, you can hear us weekly on W4CY Radio from 12 to 2 p.m., Pacific time, which is 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on W4CY.com. Um, we're also on K4HD Radio in L.A., uh, Hit 1069 FM in New York, Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, Spreaker, and there's a whole bunch more that I didn't even realize. Plus, when we get back to videos, we're on Vimeo, Roku, YouTube, and Comcast On Demand. Aren't we somewhere else now? We just found out we're in 150 other stations. No, 100 and something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, we can't I, mention all of those, so I'm going to do a press release about yeah, it one we, of these days. 150 new no, states. No, 130. 100, 123, I think. Well, whatever the fuck it was. 123 new stations. That's all because Dean is a genius. Just picked us up. So yes, now he we is. Really, we're all over the place. I mean, That's we really are. That's because W4CY Pipe Man and owner of W4CY Dean K. Piper is a freaking like marketing genius and he really knows how to do well, this shit. Well, it's the only tower to belong to. So if anybody out there thinks they have a good show that they want to put on the air and that they could get people to come in and listen. That's where you talk, need to go. Talk to Dean because W4CY is the number one transmitting uh, tower, Internet tower station. In, the, in the country. And now we have a, another one out in L.A. What's, what's that? K4HD Radio in what L.A. What is it? K4HD Radio in L.A. Yeah, and I think soon we may be transmitting from that tower. We're not sure, maybe. We may. We, we're not sure, but we, we want to at least go visit. You know, so. s since Chad passed away, we've been floundering around. Not only did we lose a wonderful, sweet, dear friend, we lost a fabulous technician, a director, uh, you know, a, a videologist. We lost everybody, everything in him. So now we're trying to put the pieces together. It wasn't like we had noticed. It wasn't like he was ill and then passed. It happened suddenly, and the station, and Dean, and everybody, and Dean knows him for 14 years. He was best man at Dean's wedding, and vice versa. So Dean is devastated by the loss of Chad. You know, we're all acting like we're ha, 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 but deep down inside, right, right, right now we're hurting because I keep waiting to hear that wonderful voice, and it doesn't come through the air, and I just feel like shit. But Dean's going to help us put together because Dean is a master and he's going to make our show maybe even better because Chad was not happy with Skype and he was trying to work to get our show to be better. There you go. Oh, so. It says... Don't say Pipe Man three times. It's an urban legend they wrote in the. So also, you guys, if you're interested in having a show on W4CY, which is the best station to be on in the it's entire the only country, only one to be on. You no. can send an email to Dean at Dean D E A N at talk4media.com. T A L K F T A L K the number four media.com. If I tell you how many stations contact Jimmy and I asking if we want to be on their tower. And we say thank you very much, but we're very happy with W4CY. We have no intention of moving to anyone else's tower ever. Unless, of course, it's going to be HBO. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or 20th Century Fox or MGM. <laughs> and then we would do both. Then we would, we would, but we would never abandon Dean because Dean is the best. Dean was kind to Jimmy in the very beginning. When Jimmy contacted Dean and said, I have a show I think I want to do, 
Dean believed in Jimmy, and Jimmy was like nobody. He was a designer of clothing. He was not in the business. He wasn't a radio talk show host, and Dean believed in him. And look what happened. He's uh, Our show is the number one show on W4CY. Well, we don't, no, you can't really say that because you can don't say know. <laughs> I can say whatever I fucking want. That's true. It's our show. <laughs> it's our show. Hey, you know how many people, because of our show, go on W4CY? They hear. This is a fairy tale story. Jimmy was a designer. And suddenly now he's the number one agent, PR person in the country. How do you think that happened? And the fifth most influential radio personality to follow in social media. Right. And I have a bunch of that shit titles, too. I don't even know what they are. But they have <laughs> me out there as the funniest guy on, on whatever we are, internet or something. Web. Web that Ron Russell is hilariously funny. Blah, you got to like blah, 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 blah. love it. And so, we want to give a shout out to uh, to D. Um, yes, also, I now, don't know who D is. We have to work her over. Uh, well, you can follow her. She's a friend on Facebook. Maybe she yes, might be your I am your guys' you friend on Facebook. You're my friend. Um, yes, I am your friend actually. What's your name? D, D Marie. Oh, D. <laughs> you know how many fucking D's I got? <laughs> I'm D Marie. D Marie. What's your Facebook name? D Marie. She went away. I know it's going in and out. That's terrible. Anyway, I'll find, I'll show her to you, and then we'll get you going. She's beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Because I gorgeous. have a, I have a couple of D's that that come in every week. Oh, uh, they're all saying D is adorable in the chat room. So she is. She's gorgeous too. Oh, yeah, thank oh, you, I, guys. I don't even know who she is. I never heard of her. Yes, you have. I talk about her all the time. She's always in our chat room, and we always like say things to her. You just don't pay attention. <laughs> Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Where do you get to be my age? <laughs> There's three things that you learn to do. Wake up pee and go to sleep <laughs> yeah and eat someplace Every, everything in else is immaterial everything else doesn't count go to wake up pee and go to sleep those are the three things i know how to do i love it so what we're gonna do you guys we're gonna play a song oh, wait i gotta tell you a funny story i've gotta hurry okay uh nikki the drag queen that does carol channing is fabulous i can't think of nikki's last name but nick is great he wrote on Facebook a big, big thing about how Carol Channing met him in Florida, took him to her home in California, and how he became the impersonator. And Dennis, a friend of ours, wrote also. But I thought Dennis was the one that got picked up in Florida and brought to California. And I wrote about it. And Dennis wrote back, Ron, you got the wrong person. She brought Nikki to California. <laughs> so I wrote back, what the fuck do you want at my age? You're lucky I remember who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like love it. So we're gonna take a quick music break while we call our next guest. D, um, we will uh, uh, play. Uh, you can play any of those songs. How about play? I don't know if you played any of the other ones. We can play uh, "Blow Me a Kiss" by Get Fresh or "For Your Eyes Only" Joy or Bruno, whichever one you want to do. And you know what I would love get... to do? Let me interrupt you. What? I wish somehow we would have thought of this. I am sure that Chad and Heather recorded something. No, they don't have anything recorded. They never recorded anything? Uh-uh. I always tried to get Chad oh, to send me recordings. Sin. How nice it would have been to hear Chad, Chad and Heather sing now. So, uh, so, D, how about let's play Blow Me a Kiss by Get Fresh, unless you already played that. Um, then you can play For Your Eyes Only by Joya Bruna. And let's get our next guest on the line. Hopefully she's doing that since we can't hear <laughs> So 
forgot the name blow me a kiss by get fresh which was they used to be called deep side and they were one of my favorite bands when we lived in florida and i love them to death one of the first popular people i ever designed clothes for so i was like of to play. course you'd love that song because of the title blow me a kiss blow me oh blow me okay so anyway we got to welcome now to the jimmy stars with ron russell the incredibly talented actor writer producer and director i forgot director that's like the biggest one mr thomas j churchill hello and welcome to the show Hello, family. How are you? Good. How are you? 
good, good. Been a long time. Uh, I'm glad to uh, talk to these two amazing superstars of the Jimmy Starr and the Ron Russell show. Good and my family. Good to there see you go. Guys. Well, good to talk to you guys. Yeah, you can't see and, us. Okay. We're working on that. <laughs> and and, and, and I just want to say to the W4CY family and obviously the family of Jimmy Starr show as I once was part of. Uh, I am very, my condolences to family member Chad um, for, uh, um, you know, uh, but, you know, he's not, uh, I just, I just, there's no words. I mean, Chad was a beautiful man. Uh, I was fortunate to uh, meet him and talk with him and uh, work with him when I was with the show. Uh, he's going to be deeply missed. And, uh, you know, my heart and my, my condolences goes out to his family. There you go. Thank you, you. Thank you, because that's how we feel. Anyway, Jimmy didn't introduce me, but you know who I am. I'm the star you of all... You're I'm the sexy silver fox. No, I'm, that sexy silver I, fox. No, I'm the star of every one of your movies, my name above the title. <laughs> I'm the that's one right, that gets... And you got to have your own trailer, but the trailer is like two miles away from set. No, 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 no. I, listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> the trailer's two miles listen, away from set. <laughs> listen. My contract came, and you're missing a zero. It's one million per movie. Yeah. Oh, the, the rain must have hit it. The rain, the rain must have hit it. <laughs> yeah, the ink ran. Yeah. Hey, listen, baby, are you ready to party Sunday? We're going to get rocking and rolling and get crazy because it's been so well, sad around here. I, I will be down there because you guys make the best dirty martinis this side of the Mississippi. Yeah, but, but we're having. <laughs> yeah, but our party's going to be outrageous meatballs and pizza and wine and salad. So it's a pizza, it's a crash party. It's oh, after. So you call me an outrageous meatball because I'm Italian. <laughs> no, I'm Italian too. I could be a meatball. Between the two of us, we got big balls. I mean, meatballs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, did you have a good time in New York? Yes, but before I go on any further, I just want to say hello, everybody in the chat room. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Right. So what's so listen up, church. Right now we got Estonia. You know, I never say hello to anybody in the chat room Why, ever. I, yes, you do. No, Once I don't. In a while. Say hi to B. I'm not going to say hi to anybody. <laughs> Screw them. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't say hi to me. They say hi all day long. They say hi to me all all day long. Do they tell me I'm gorgeous, young looking, and fabulous and talented God has said she and missed wonderful? You. They always say all that stuff. They said oh, we good. look great. We sound great. Um, Good, we have I, Estonia. Then, then hi, chat room. We have Estonia, Canada, the UK, Australia, Australia Germany, and the United States in there right now. And somebody else. We don't have we Nigeria lost. yet, right? No, not yet. No, we're yet. working on it. No, we're working. We got to get it, it in Kenya. They'll just wait. I'll stop running around and winning marathons so they can sit down <laughs> yeah. and listen to your show. They need to sit down. All right, for anybody who doesn't know, too, Thomas Churchill is a phenomenal director. He's also an actor, a writer, a producer. And uh, a famous you, drag queen. If you're on either Amazon, <laughs> yes. if you have if you have Amazon or Netflix, I'm not sure. He's got a bunch of films out right now, Checkpoint, The Emerging Past, Director's Cut, and The Rack Pack. Um, and The Rack Pack stars... Uh, a friend of ours, Randy Jones. It's also got C. Right. Thomas Howell, Wyatt Walter, and Chris DeGrotti. And Wyatt Walter is this kid, you guys, who like is going to be really, really famous. He's now on Hulu Man, and he's the, the coolest, like, I don't even know how old he is, like 15-year-old kid. His mom is a, a great professional photographer. Right. And we met him because of Churchill, actually. Churchill's the one and who introduced Ra us. Randy Jones, you know from 
It's fun to stay at the YMCA. He's the singer in the YMCA. He's the cowboy. He's the cowboy. He's probably Randy. my favorite cowboy right up there with uh, John Wayne. Oh, I don't like John Wayne. Hey, I, I like Randy better. I love Randy. <laughs> Rand, Randy's a cool guy. I, I really like Randy. But John Wayne. Randy yeah. was fun to work with. Randy was fun to work with. John Wayne was wow. a very, very outrageous Republican who really uh, was beyond Republican. Today, he probably would have been Trump's biggest fan. John, I Wayne. know he's got little feet from one of the episodes of I Love Lucy. Right. Uh, you remember she saw his... What does that mean? Little feet means no meat? Oh, they, she stole the cement in Chinese ramen theater. And the yeah, because he kept saying, he's got little feet. Look he's how got little his feet, feet on. Because <laughs> they, they were cowboy boots. And you know how cowboy boots are... Uh, who gives a no, shit? Ron, they're actually... They're actually, once you guys come back up to Hollywood and go in front of the theater, if I'm with you, I'll show you. His shoes are about, the, the bottom of the shoes are about the palm of your hand. They're very, very small. In so fact, he was, he would he was, he was, hang up from your rear view mirror. He was, so small was, meat means, I mean, small feet means no meat? No, they, no, they, the gay guys. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, the gay guys say. When it comes to that, I guess I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> no, gay, gay guys like to say small Feet, no meat. Big nose, well, big, that's what I'm big saying. If you guys are talking about that, then I must be a vegetarian. Because, you know, I'm not gay, but... I, no, I do <laughs> and, and you're not a drag queen either. And so you're not a drag queen either. I don't want anybody Here I am. I was, I was dressed like... Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, no. Anyway, so how's... How, you got so many movies. Aren't we going to opening of one of yours soon? No, that's not his. Uh, oh, yeah, no, we are going to one yeah, When are we going to you? It's not set up yet. Uh, we're, we're, just, we're just fine-tuning um, the deal uh, with our distributor. Uh, we're talking about, for the people out there, a movie called Nation's Fire. Yeah, uh, Nation's Fire. When is that coming out? thriller biker film. Um, very, very soon. Very, very soon. But we do have... Uh, um, there's two other films that's coming out for Netflix uh, somewhere between January and March. Uh, that I was involved in, uh, once called The Hard Way with Randy Couture and Michael J. White, I wrote the script for. And there's another movie called Alien Warfare that I, I did like uh, like seven additional scenes I wrote and directed uh, for the for the production company. And then in the summertime, uh, I got the science fiction project that uh, I co-produced and directed one of the episodes uh, that you guys actually came on set for, The Xenophobia. Yeah, I had a good time on the set. That's where we met Angie Stevenson. I was there. And Kelly, yeah. What movie yeah, was that? Yeah. Um, that's where we you met Alex. You were I, there. I was there. We went to a house in California and we oh, were in the oh, garage yeah, yeah, yeah. killing oh, the yes, guy. Yes, yes. You were in, the, in that room forever with that script. I thought, my God, how the fuck does that guy remember all those lines? <laughs> Boy, he had such a yeah, script was... to do. Mark Hoadley, yeah, they shot like 10 pages of Oh, time. my. I said I would have been fired, thrown out the door, and shot in the street. <laughs> They would have got we so did twenty five. We did twenty five pages in, in in two and a half days. Oh my god, that's a lot yeah. of work. But you guys, this Woo. film has a bunch of people in it that 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 you guys have known from the Jimmy Star Show. Well, I don't know about a bunch, but Mark Hoadley is in it. He's been on the show, and Angie Stevens in it. She hasn't been on the show yet, but she's gonna be. And um, who else is in that film? Yeah, I forgot. Kelly Ryder wasn't on. The show. But you you had uh, didn't you have uh, uh, you didn't have Kristen Renton on there? She's in the movie also. Uh, you, no, a bunch of people that's coming to your show. I don't. Yeah, think a bunch of people coming to the yeah. show. Now, what's the yeah. show that Lorene is in? The movie Lorene is in. That's Nation's Fire. Uh, I'm dying Nation's to see Fire. that. 
That's the one yeah, where she uh, she plays she plays the, the the drunken dope addict wife. Well, not really a dope addict, but she plays the drunk mom. <laughs> uh, I thought she was uh, a dope addict, married to what's no, his name, no. the, the famous actor. What's his name? Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. Dern. Bruce Dern. Yeah. She plays uh, opposite Bruce Dern. Uh, so what does she play? Gil Bellows from Gil Bellows from the Shawshank Redemption and Ali McBeal and the TV show Patriots in it. We have uh, Chuck Liddell. Uh, MMA uh, All Star. We have uh, Kristen Renton, uh, Krista Grotti, who uh, I've worked with on about eight projects, uh, is the star of the film. She actually is one of the executive producers uh, alongside her husband, uh, Robert Ori. And uh, another Tom Proctor's in that well, film, a, too. A, a little bird told me that Lorene's performance is drop dead outrageous, fabulous. That yes, I'm going yes, to love her. That she did a job with that uh, performance, not to be believed. We love Lorena. I can't Lorena. wait. When, when am I seeing that movie? Sometime soon. They're working what on movie that. Movie? Yes, get it out there. Yeah. When I see it. We're gonna have. We're, we're planning to do two uh, premieres. Uh, one is going to be in the Florida, and the other one is going to be in Los Angeles. So we'll do and, the red carpet uh, in Los Angeles. Right, right. But we're going to probably do red shag carpet. I don't know listen, why. listen, I, I just, 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 just do me a favor. Don't do the Kool-Aid and potato chip shit at the end of the movie. Put something decent no, out for that. me. Well, the, I don't want to say anything but your favorite friend, the guy that just loves you. Did you see what he had at the opening of that movie? Remember? You're the guy. Joke Williamson? Yes. We're not mentioning names. We get sued. That crappy affair. Anyway, <laughs> you remember what he said? I, I don't know who that person is. You know who I'm talking but, uh, about, Church. Don't play stupid. I, I know who you're talking about, but no, so, I, I got nothing to do with it. That's like uh, the gum on the bottom of my shoe. No. Good. My uh, mother would say shit under my shoe, but that's okay. Gum is see, just well. It's a family show, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Well, anyway, they didn't even have Kool-Aid and potato chips. Either way. No, and it was at a dollar theater. And you had to buy your own candy and cup popcorn. <laughs> well, I mean, any any that premieres. The, that, that, happens, the, uh, that happens everywhere. That right? was the after party. Uh, but everyone, you have to do that. <laughs> Step up to after the candy party is a slice of Vel Hey, listen, after party will be the Kool-Aid and a slice of Velveeta cheese. Ron, oh, that's great, at Velveeta. Those, at, those people's, at those people's premieres. So, so, Church, where can people see Checkpoint? Is it is it still on Netflix? Yes, uh, Checkpoint uh, that stars uh, Bill Goldberg, Kenny Johnson from SWAT, uh, uh, WWE uh, icon Bill Goldberg, Fred Williamson, uh, William oh, Forsythe, Chris DeGrotti. It's on. Steven Jeffries, Kane Hodder, and Tyler May. I, I bring up all those names because they were all on our show. <laughs> all right. And, Fred uh, Williamson. Mindy Robinson. Fred and, and, the late, and the late Ricky Harris. Uh, it's still streaming on Netflix. Uh, I think it'll be on Netflix for another five months, and then it goes to network television. Um, and then we have uh, the Emerging Past Director's Cut is on Amazon Prime, uh, along with uh, a movie called Lazarus is up there, and the Mr. Hush that I produced. And the Rack Pack is on all cable and streaming networks on VOD. Uh, that's the oh, yeah. fam my first family film. So you're out there. Now listen about my script. When can we discuss my script? I want to know my lighting. 
I want to know my lighting. I want to know my camera angles. And I want my <laughs> script beefed up a little bit more to have a little more importance and to be a little more mysterious. My wardrobe, hair, and makeup has to be by the best in the business. Well, Ron, I added a, lo I, I added a scene in where you're going to come down these beautiful, long staircases. <laughs> you're going to come into all these people and you're going to put your hands up and just say, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. Bill. <laughs> and I think we'll shoot that somewhere, maybe on Sunset Boulevard. But seriously, and we'll shoot it on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when, when, when do I go to work? I'm waiting here. I have a script in hand. When are we shooting? I, uh, I'm just waiting on the green light. Um, for everybody out there, there's two projects that we're ready to uh, move forward on. I'm just waiting on a green light from the financier uh, that we can move forward. One is a, they're both, they're both uh, horror thrillers, which would be the return to horror uh, that I, I haven't done in a, in a good minute because I've been into the action thriller and family films. Uh, one is an iconic project, uh, will be an iconic project. And the other one is something like Jaws, but different. Uh, no, because uh, I, I have millions and millions and millions of people contacting me saying, millions. Ron, when is your movie coming out? We millions. can't wait to see it. Well, then have all those millions of people send me a dollar each. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's what I always say. If a million people sent you me and I one dollar each, oh my God, we'd be so happy. I could finally so finish my patio. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. I could, we'll I could finish a crowdfunding program right here on the Jimmy Star. Right, I could, I could finish the patio in the backyard, so when we have people over, we don't get crushed in the house. So let's go. Let's do some hypotheticals. We never talked really movies with with uh, Churchill. So Church, being okay, you can you can work uh, you can work this whole angle as a an actor or a director, whatever you. Whatever you, however you want to choose, since you've done a lot of both. Um, but what's like whatever movie that's ever been made that you would have liked to been involved with that you weren't? And then give me a male and a female actor and actress that you think would be like the the total shit. It can't be somebody you already worked with. Of like your bucket list of who you'd like to actually work with. Don't use my name. Um, don't use my name. And you well, can't like, use Ron. Like, I know you would pick Ron, but don't pick him. Don't, don't use my name. Okay, so. So I have three great directors that I that I uh, that that influenced me. Two of them are dead, so I'll never get to work with them. Uh, one is Hitchcock, and the other one is Austin Wells. The third would be Spielberg. Um, the film that, uh, uh, if I was able to remake it, uh, I would. I mean, I love the movie now, but I would love to remake it with with more of an edge. Would be Deliverance. Um, I love. And, oh, you. Uh, can't touch that movie, Chad. I mean, I know, Chad. I, 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 but you know, Burt Reynolds to me is, you know, I know we just lost him, uh, but uh, you know that was a great film. But if it was done today, I mean, certain, I'm I'm one of those guys within the studio system. I understand why they do remakes and reboots. It's because they cashed in once thirty years ago with something great, and it struck lightning, and they wanted to see if the next generation yeah. would be into it. The remake. The problem that they're having. Right, but the problem that they're having with reboots with iconic horror characters such as the Friday the Thirteenth series or the Nightmare on Elm Street series is diehard fans don't want to see reboots. They want to see another chapter. So Absolutely. they don't want to know about the origin over and over and over and over. Just give them a new chapter. If they can't have Robert England or Kane Otter behind the mask, put somebody that's going to be good 
and just continue to tell a great story. And horror fans would love it. Uh, Absolutely. So off because what? we keep seeing the same crap. What about as Wait, an hang, actor? Hang on. I have oh. to throw in a little dig here. Tuesday nights, you can watch a TV show called Oak Island. I've been watching it for six years. They've been digging the treasure up for fucking six years. All they show every week in the hour is what was last week. And they keep talking about six people have died. One more has to die to solve them. They do the same thing over and over again. I am going to scream. I would like to find out. They keep hooking you. They keep hooking you. That's why. Well, that's I love all he does is complain about it, but he no, can't wait to go no, watch it. No, again. no, no. That's I like love... you remember. You remember back in the late eighties, uh, Geraldo Rivera had the treasure from the Titanic or uh, Andrea oh, Doria. Yeah, yes, Andrea Doria. He did it live on television, and all of that was in there. It was like an envelope for nothing. It, it was, was empty. Nothing in there. Yeah. Well, this and, Oak Island is Rose, President Franklin D. Roosevelt was involved in it years ago, and they there is a treasure down there. There's no question about it. But boy, are they milking it! Uh, I said, "Get a listen." New York City, they built the twin towers. Okay, they dug up all of Manhattan, a hundred thousand feet down and a hundred thousand feet wide. They found skeletons. They found a graveyard of black people. Slaves were buried there. I mean, look all the shit they found. You guys can't dig up a little little island, a two by two island. Give me a break. But I like the well, show. Oak Island is where in North Carolina? No, no in up in Nova Scotia. Oh, Nova Scotia. And I like the show because I can insult it. Get so my he that's he complains about it. Oh my God, this fucking show and all this stuff. But then he's right there as soon as Tuesday nights at nine o'clock. He's fucking right in front of the TV. He's like, okay, it's time to watch. I'm Oak like Island. I'm like you. I'm, I'm like you, Church. I'm a director. I say, okay, move it, boys. Let's go. <laughs> Over to, get that camera. You know, we didn't see that. You, you know what show I'm obsessed with? What? Mask Singer. The Masked Singer. Oh, I haven't seen that. Is it good? Oh, it's really good. I I I think the when you watch it, it's only on uh you can watch it on demand right now, but I think uh tonight's the third episode. But the Bumblebee, the lady who the person that's the Bumblebee singer, um the voice is so iconic and i'm like sitting there going ah, i know who this is but meanwhile everybody didn't know who it is we still don't know who it is but she said she's been around since the 50s and i said you know what it sounds like tina turner and and no uh, tina tina is very sounds like, tina's very ill right now tina's very very she? she's gravely ill yeah we're worried oh, oh, uh, no tina's been oh, ill for a oh, while oh, i'm sorry to hear that um yeah, so getting back to the question, one of the iconic actors that I would have loved to have worked with, uh, but unfortunately there's two of them, but they're no longer with us, uh, was James Gandolfini and Burt Reynolds. Uh, and this, uh, I'm supposed to do a prison movie, and uh, if, it was, if we did it last year when we were supposed to do it, um, I would have had an opportunity to have worked with Burt Reynolds, and, and that would have been a, uh, a dream come true. But uh, unfortunately, you know, um, won't get that uh, shot. Anyone who uh, worked, anyone who worked with Burt Reynolds became invisible on the screen because oh, yeah, Burt, of he, Burt had a presence about him that there could be ten people talking at once, but you focused only on him. So that's why a lot of actors and actresses really. I know a lot about Burt because Lee Winkler was his best friend and manager for eighty thousand years. So Burt, I right. could write an, I could write a biography on Burt. And Bert was, um, 
he, he didn't want anybody that would outshine him, no matter who you were. There's two Burt Reynolds movies that, to me, aren't the greatest movies, but they're so great. Because Sharky's Machine. Oh, that's my favorite. No, that's I that's love the, Sharky's Machine. <laughs> I, loved I, his, say, I loved his last movie, The Last Movie Star. Have oh, yeah, you seen it? Yeah, Adam, Adam, Adam uh, Rifkin. Actually yeah, he's the one who got the, us that. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's right. Adam Rifkin has actually that. got the bra- he's got the bragging rights that not only did he direct Burt in his last movie, he actually has got the title called The Last Movie Star. Right. Um, well, but, um, Bert, I, I knew Burt well. Hooper, Hooper and City Heat both were not great movies, but they were fun to watch because of Burt. Absolutely. I, I knew Burt well. And when Burt would enter the room up at Perry and Lee's house, there could be 20 people there. Everybody stopped. Everybody looked at him, and he had center stage. And he had a way of opening up to all the people that were there. And some he knew, some he didn't, in such a way that everybody just felt an awe of him. He had a presence, a tremendous yeah. presence, and a great sense of humor with a filthy mouth. And he always double entendre everything. Everything had a sexual... I thought you were going to say... I thought you were going to say, Rod, he had a great presence and a great ass. <laughs> well, he had a great dick. He had a big dick, too. I mean, he was he was sexy in every direction. Too much information. Well, I didn't want to hear that. Well, I mean, listen, Bert would be in a bathing yeah, he's suit. He's got little feet. No. Bert, 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 Bert would be in a bathing suit at Perry and Lee's pool. I mean, you know, the guy didn't have Mickey Mouse meat, that's for sure. Mickey Mouse. Movie. I mean, he, he had a, a bulge of bulges. You couldn't help but let's see. So wait, let, let's say you were an actor. What movie would you have liked to been an actor in? Because like people don't really give you credit as much for an actor, even though you've been in a zillion films. The Exorcist. Really? You're kidding. Yeah. The Exorcist. I love that movie. I the love that movie Exorcist too. Psycho. Psycho and The Exorcist are my two favorite horror. Yeah, movies Psycho. I would have said number one. There's no no. There there has never been a film in the my life. That affected me like Psycho. I couldn't well, believe that Janet Lee was dead. I said, no, she's got to come out of that car somehow. She's got to be alive. You don't kill the star in 10 minutes. And that blew me away. You have to see, if you haven't seen it yet, um, remind me. If you haven't seen it, I'll bring my Blu-ray with me on Sunday. But there's a movie called Hitchcock starring Anthony Perkins. And the movie is brilliant. It's underrated. It's uh, it's about Alfred Hitchcock during the time of he just finished making North by Northwest and he was about to try to figure out what his next film would be. And the studio and everybody else was calling him pretty much like he passed his prime. He passed his peak with North by Northwest. He should retire. And then it was a book that uh, his wife uh, um, read, um, uh, an article and then he ended up going out and buying all the books to make it where you can't get it no more. And the book was Psycho, and it was about the, uh, um, what's his name, uh, the guy in the Midwest that they made three movies about. Um, uh, oh, the, the mass the murderer? Who, no, um, uh, maybe anybody in the chat room uh, could tell you. But Somebody wrote, I had to sleep with mom and dad after seeing that movie. I, I guess he's talking about the one you're talking about. Psycho was yeah, brilliant. He, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a guy that's from the Midwest who ended up digging up his mom, 
uh, it's, it'll come to me. God, it's going to come. He dug up his mom. He ended up killing people, eating them, and making uh, furniture out of their skin and bones. And they, all the movies that came from that guy was Psycho, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, Silent... Um, of the Lambs. Uh, Silent Silent of the Lambs. Lambs. All three of them uh, talked about uh, this guy. Um, I love Silence of the Lambs. God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I think Psycho, Psycho, Psycho kept changing. It starts off with one story. They're in bed. You think it's going to be sexy. Then it goes to a robbery. Then it goes to her traveling. And then it goes to her wanting to return the money. And then she goes to a motel. And then she's brutally Hi, murdered. And then it goes to right. looking for her. I mean, this, the movie just kept changing. And Hitchcock did that. He loved to do that. Hi, everybody. Yeah, he loved, he kept he loved to you twist see, you that's around. Why, that's, that's why the, the, uh, the main thing that he did for that movie was nobody, once the movie started, nobody was allowed to buy a ticket and go see it. Of course, because uh, if you saw the end, you ruined it. Well, if you saw the first few minutes, because it's you're killing off the star in the first ten minutes, minutes of the movie. T- ten minutes into the film, they killed her off. Yeah. Um, That's all she worked, ten minutes. It's more yeah, than that. Like no, no, it looks like more than that, but it's really not. Her actual film, uh, filming her work, not the other characters, her work. Okay. She worked 10 but minutes on film, that film. But the film Psycho, uh, the film um, uh, Hitchcock with Anthony Perkins is so brilliant. And it's an insight to what, how Hitchcock did, did Psycho. The whole movie's about that. Well, the shower scene he shot 162 times. Could you believe doing that? 162 shots in every angle he could, up, down, sideways. And then when he edited it, he just used what I think it ran only a couple of seconds. The whole, the and whole. Anthony Perkins wasn't in the shot. Wasn't even there. He was on Broadway. At the right. Time. It was that was an, a character. Like Churchill knows everything about. No, but I know that I know that the, per, <laughs> the woman that was stabbing Janet wasn't uh, Tony. No, it was a brilliant um, film. You know, Tab Hunter had problems with that film with uh, Anthony Perkins. They were lovers at the time. And uh, Perkins carried that, that, that role home with him. Yeah, I remember Ed Tab saying. Ed Gain was the, was the guy. I'm sorry. Ed oh, Gain. Ed Gain, uh, yeah. That's the real guy. From Didn't the Kane Hodder play the movie? Uh, no, that's the BTK killer, killer, not Ed Gain. No, you know who played Ed Gain was, I think, Bill Mosley played him, too. Uh or somebody played him, but that's that. Ed Gain is a creepy, real story. He's he's almost up there with Jeffrey Dahmer, um, but but Ed Gain was the original. He was the old OG <laughs> of uh, cannibalism and shit, you know. So now, what are you going to do down the road? Because all of your films, you do well. What are you going to? When are you going to stick your neck out and really do something that you're terrified of doing? That's going to be brilliant. I'm doing it now. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be brilliant, but um, I, I decided to. I've been. I've been had this thing in me for the last few years, and I was going back and forth with it. But finally, I, I decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to write a book. Uh, name of the book is called Deadly Sin, and I'm going to create this book and put out a film alongside the book as a book and uh, uh, a film combo. So I'm deadly. I'm 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 afraid because uh, I never I, I've written scripts, but I never wrote a book. Uh, write it the way you talk. 
listen, write it the way you talk. You're a street writer. I'm a street writer. We're not one minute. We're not fancy schmancy writers. Write it as if you were talking to me. The book will be a hit. And yes, you have permission to do at least 10 or 20 chapters on me. Hey, Chad. Hey, Church. Kane Hodder did play Ed Gain. Ed Gain, the oh, butcher of Plainfield. Kane Hodder played him, and so did Steve Railsback. There's two movies. Yeah, I knew I had Steve seen Rails that before. So everybody, listen good. up. Like- Churchill, I love you. I'll see you Sunday. We're going. Hang on, hang on. Everybody, listen up. This is Churchill, you guys. Thomas Churchill. Follow him on uh, Twitter at... It's just Thomas Churchill, right, on Twitter? Yes, sir. Thomas Churchill on Twitter. Uh, same thing on Instagram. Check out his movies. Thomas Direct J. Churchill Pack. on Instagram and Thomas J. Churchill on uh, Facebook and ChurchillProductions.com on my website. There you go. And check out the well, Rack Pack. Google, Google me, bitch. Yeah, that's Hi, right, everybody. Google. All right, Church, thanks wait, so wait, much. Wait, Churchill, you can come out earlier Sunday. You don't have Ron. to come at six. Because All right, what's I'll in see it? you guys. I'll talk to you Ron. guys. I love you guys. Thank yeah. You for, for having me. Ron, and hello, can you goodbye, hear me? Goodbye, chat room, and everybody. Huh? Bye, chat. Uh, bye, church. That's Dean. Hi, no, bye. that's Chad talking to you. You said you wanted to hear Chad talking to you. That's oh, Chad talking to you. No, you got to call me Ronnie boy. <laughs> okay, Ronnie boy. There that's, you go. All right. Like oh, so we got sound <laughs> now. We got sound now. At least that helps. So I like that. That's All right. Good. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Chat room, everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see all you guys next week because we're out of time. And, Thanks, D. Thank Chad, you, Jimmy. Bye. Peace, That's right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Jimmy. Yeah. Okay, well, so I did that hi everybody thing like a few times.